Rutledge and Hamilton, the takeover of Wilde and Tausch continues. We have you for the day. And we came in with the idea of talking Packers, and we'll get there. But, look, we got distracted by golf not being cool. And then we got distracted <laughs> by... You're losing that vote, by hi- the way. Hypothetically, look, man, <laughs> it is a very biased poll. It's like asking, do you like the Bears on this poll question as well? Like... A lot of golfers listen to it. A lot of people are very interested in saying everything they do is cool. I golf. I know it's not cool, but I guess I'm the rarity of, like, like it's dorky. It's fine. It's dorky things that dorky guys do, and it's fine. But I think most people like Matt Hamilton. Whatever it is you're doing has to be cool for you to feel good about it. That's kind of a fair way to describe you, Matt. No, it's I'm enjoying it, so I think it's cool. It's but, not. Like, I don't feel like it has to be cool. I just think it is because I have such a passion for it. And your jersey is dirty. What do you wear that jersey for? The Brewers jersey you're wearing that is dirty. I to- because of my road right now. I literally. Did I you kinda, roll around on the no, road. No, I tripped uh, <laughs> coming out to my car, and I like fell onto my car, and my car is so covered in dust right now. Yeah, I uh, totally clean white shirt, <laughs> and yeah, I just fell onto my car and just got covered in dust. Uh, on that note, uh, I think that would be galactically stupid. Yes, there is Jason <laughs> Wildy. I don't know if he's calling in because he's just like, guys, you're not welcome back again. But uh, Jason, uh, thanks for taking the time to call into your own radio show. That's big time. Well, first of all, if we're going to discuss cool and then segue into Hamilton falling <laughs> onto his own dirty vehicle, uh, I think we can establish that not everything the gold medalist does would qualify as cool. That is definitely true. Jason, Uh, do you think golf is cool? uh, So I was just, I was literally having this discussion last night at Summerfest uh, because our friend Matt Carney was playing uh, and I met up with a couple of old friends of mine and the girls got to go see him play for the second time in less than a week, which was awesome. Nice. But there were a few friends of friends that were there and I, frankly, didn't get to listen to as much of the music because I was uh, talking with people so much. Uh, there was the discussion of, as a dad, to what degree should you be going golfing uh, on weekends as opposed to spending time with your kids? Because I am, I am not as bad of a golfer, or I was not as bad of a golfer as Tausch likes to depict me as. Um, yeah, Tausch does not do you any justice. No, which is fine. I, I'm, he's he's not wrong. I'm terrible now. I mean, I haven't I haven't played an actual hole of golf since Mark Tauscher's famous Trifecta Foundation fundraising golf outing at the Bull in like 2006. <laughs> so it's been a minute. Like that's why. Oh yeah, I don't know if you're going to break 200 at Lock Labelle. Yeah, well, maybe I should take a few practice swings. Uh, but my my point has been that before I know it, the girls are going to be both either in high school, which is really getting closer than I like it, or off to college. And Paula used to play in a golf league. We'll probably take up the game again, and maybe I won't suck. But right now, like between all the stuff they have going on and just wanting to like get stuff done around my house, which is why I took the week off, or just wanting to spend time with them where we don't have a soccer tournament or a gymnastics meet or a ballet performance or whatever else. I don't have time to donate four to five hours of my weekend day to play golf. So I don't think it's uncool. It's just not something that fits my schedule. Um, that said, my greater issue, since you guys wanted to talk Packers, and by the way, uh, you guys are doing a great job. I'm streaming it. 
I streamed it on Twitter. I think Facebook or YouTube is the place to go because I'm always, when I'm on Twitter, I, I get this, like, scrolling anxiety, like I'm watching you guys, but what am I missing oh, in my yeah. feed? Yeah, so, fair. <laughs> um, but but um, I just I actually just had texted Strofe because I just wanted to tell you guys how much I appreciate you filling in for us today. I know Tausch needed yet another day off. I took the whole week. <laughs> And and you guys stepping in from nine to noon is awesome. So I really appreciated that. I did not need to commandeer your show, but I did have something that happened last night at Summerfest yeah. that I wanted to address with you guys, so I can get you onto the Packers topic. All right. I met a guy, seemed like a very smart, reasonable, friendly fellow, friend of a friend, who informed me that he gave up his Packers season tickets after the 2018 season because he just couldn't take Aaron Rodgers one second longer. Wow. He was that sick of Aaron Rodgers. He hates him that much. And I, I wanted to be like, well, you gave up those tickets. I guess you didn't miss another Super Bowl run. On the positive side, there were some pretty good games from 19 through 21, though, that you might have wanted to attend. <laughs> but he hates Rodgers so much, and he's so excited about Jordan Love, not for anything he knows about Jordan Love, but because... He's not Aaron Rodgers. And I thought, are there more people like this guy who just, they don't care if the team is going to be mediocre or bad. For all those years that they were pissed that they didn't win a Super Bowl since Super Bowl 45, now they're going to be okay with like 9 and 8, 10 and 7, 11 and 6 at best and reaching the same place in the playoffs as the Packers kept losing. But now they'll be doing it with a guy that he doesn't dislike. I was amazed. And I found myself wondering if there are lots of Packers fans who are like this guy. I think that's a great question because I'm glad you mentioned it because I've told Matt that because we run in, I guess, just different circles. And I'll let Matt, who is, we just uh, found out on, I think, Tuesday that Matt Hamilton's soulmate is actually Aaron Rodgers because Aaron can do no wrong uh, to <laughs> in Matt Hamilton's eyes. But I've, I've told Matt a million times, I've run into plenty of people in my other line of work that have very much said that, like, I'm over Aaron Rodgers. I'm happy it's gone. I know he won games, but I'm over it. And it's mainly because I think a lot of Packer fans have this feel of, like, if you don't want to be here, then I, I can't love you as much. And I think that not wanting to be here was the biggest vibe that they picked up on. But I've heard that from, I'd say, about 35% of Packer fans I talk to are just like, I'm over it. I'm sick of all the drama, and I'm just happy for something new. And obviously they're hopeful, and Packer fans have been spoiled, that Jordan Love will just be the next great one. But, Matt, I'll let you... Share the other side with Wilby because you're you're all in. I mean, Aaron is he you know he floats your boat right, and it's this whole the whole situation. I'm not I'm not going to tell anyone for feeling the way that they do about Aaron Rodgers is wrong. I personally just think that it, it's not unfair to take a step back and ask: Did the Packers like create the rift? Like. I, I just don't want to sit there and just assume that everything my franchise does is 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 right. The Packers have a great uh, track record of being a good franchise. They they never seem like the dumpster fire, at least as far as I've been alive. Obviously, I don't know about the 70s and 80s, but the, the 90s through now, I've experienced this Packers as a very well-run organization for the most part. I just don't think it's totally unfair to think like, hey, they might have dropped the ball with Aaron Rodgers and like kind of 
this attitude he had that everyone had an issue with, that might have been the cause of of the Packers. They might have created that feeling. And I just think that is a fair, like, different viewpoint to look at it. And I think Rodgers is getting a little bit more flack than he deserves. He deserves flack. Don't get me wrong. But I think there's definitely blame to go around. But it seems like, for the most part, the Packer fans are blaming Rodgers more than they blame the Packers. So if you had a choice, you'd still want Aaron Rodgers here? Yes, 100%. I just like... Having feeling like the Packers can win the Super Bowl year in and year out, even if Rodgers hasn't gotten it done for 11 years, I still believe that he's good enough to do it. Jordan Love, I don't know if he's not good enough to do it, but I cannot tell you with a clear, sound mind that he is good enough to do it. Jason, it's Jason Wildes on the line here, and this is definitely a subjective question, but and just being around the team, do you do you pick up a vibe of a? cloud has been lifted a little bit, even not personal Aaron, even if it's just the aura of Aaron Rodgers being lifted. Is there a vibe around? Because I think when I talk to people, some people would say that, oh, Aaron had a cloud over the team, and the players are going to be happier now that someone who wants to be there is their quarterback. Do you get a feeling that there maybe is a slight cloud lifted that Aaron is now in New York? I well, There's a, there's a couple of things here, right? First of all, this is what makes me, depending upon your opinion of me, as a listener or a reader, either makes me good at what I do or obnoxious and annoying and irritating. (laughs) And that is, there's so much nuance to this, right? Like, for me, um, there, as Matt acknowledged, even though it is his soulmate that he's talking about, (laughs) um, look, Aaron Rodgers is far from blameless in any of this. I mean, in the words of um, Matt Hasselbeck, when I tried to write a positive story about Bill Schrader, I can see how he rubs people the wrong way. And that was one of Bill Schrader's best friends on the team. I would say the same thing about Rodgers. Obviously, there are all kinds of ways that he rubs people the wrong way. Uh, I would say that he's also that friend that, and again, there's an old school TV reference, but uh, Arthur Fonzarelli could never admit he was wrong on Happy Days. Like he would, I was he could never say the word wrong. <laughs> and, and, and Aaron Rodgers is the Fonz. And, yeah, maybe he can, he's got such a magic touch that he can turn on the jukebox at Arnold's with a punch. But he cannot bring himself to acknowledge that he is wrong. And with his behavior this offseason in New York, that is as close you're going to get to him saying, you know what, I really screwed up. I should have been there for the offseason program. People would not be questioning whether I was all in last season had I come last year and been there for these young guys. Yeah. Like, as I said, you know, when, when, when Romeo Dobbs said this, and I, I, I'm telling you, I was standing there, and when he said it, like, you know how you can send uh, on your iPhone, like, different effects on text messages where it's like confetti yeah. or balloons? <laughs> yeah. This, this should have been, like, one of those uh, Bruce Willis movie explosions when he said this. When he said, I learned a lot from Aaron, even with him barely speaking to me. Which I just thought was such a colossal indictment of how Rodgers didn't have his finger on the pulse of what these young guys needed last year. So all that criticism is deserved. To Matt's point, on the flip side, look, Brian Gutekunst could have done a bunch of things differently. And if this team turns out to be wrong at quarterback, and is about to embark on a decade of Bears-like mediocrity. And, Jim, I don't say that to disrespect you. I think people don't understand 
like what it's like to have been a Bears fan unless they were Packers fans in the 70s and 80s and the Bears were beating their brains in all the time. Like, it, it is not fun for your team to not be good. And that was the argument I was trying to make to my guy last night at the Matt Carney show because I'm like, dude, that's great. He, he's a jerk. He's uh, nihilistic. He's uh, all about himself. All these things, you could say those things. But I'll tell you what else he was. He was good, really good, and he was a winner. And we don't know that Jordan Love's going to be able to do that. And whether it's drafting Love when he did, uh, giving Rodgers both of the extensions that Rodgers got during Goody's watch. Like, if you really wanted to get rid of him, you should have never signed him to the extension in 18 when you took over as GM. You should have forced him to play on franchise tags and gotten things acrimonious right away then. Instead, you signed him to that extension he hasn't even started that extension, and then you draft Love as he's going into the first year of that extension. Then you pay him the three-year deal, which he only played one, but again, with the intention of it only being a one-year deal, like there have been so many mistakes, Devontae Adams, all that other stuff. So there's plenty of blame on both sides. My issue is, and I know we spent so much time this entire offseason talking about Jordan Love, but just because there is optimism and hope and excitement about something different, doesn't mean that that will sustain you as a Packers fan if, and it's an if because he could be good, but if they're 2-7 and seven through nine weeks and he's playing really poorly, tell me, and, and Rodgers is out in New York having spent all that time with his teammates and playing really well, tell me again how much fun it is to have something new. I don't. I just don't see that. And as far as the cloud over the team, look. And I was trying to explain this to this guy last night. Both in 0708 and in 22-23, there were young players that felt a greater connection to the former first-round pick backup quarterback than they felt to the old grumpy guy who was either dressing in his own locker room or talking about ayahuasca and manifestation. <laughs> and vaccines and whatever else. There's both those, in both instances, there were younger guys that connected with the next guy better than the current guy. But, again, I don't think that the players, I'm sure there are some that are thinking, good riddance, he didn't really invest enough in me, I'm excited for Jordan, and I don't care that he doesn't throw as good of a ball. But I think there's a lot of other guys in there that are thinking, like a lot of fans who are the silent majority, well... I guess we're going to see what's going to happen here, but I'm not brimming with confidence that we're going to be a Super Bowl team once again. Jason, we'll let you get back to uh, your honeydew list and hang out with your kids <laughs> and everything there. We appreciate you calling in. They went, they, went to the, they went to the beach without me. I'm breaking down boxes right now for recycling. That's the kind of excitement you get That's such a dad thing. A week off. You know how many dad hey, conversations I'm, I've had about trying to get all the recycling boxes so, out in the recycling bin so they all go on one trip? Yeah, I, I'm curious, Jason, is your wife like mine and she just like either fires the box, not broken down, down the stairs, or it's just everyone. into the it's garage? Um, I, I'm not going to comment either way. I will just say this. I do believe that for your time that you spent debating whether golf is cool or uncool, I think I have it beat with breaking down cardboard boxes as being uncool and unexcited. While the girls are at some beach somewhere, and I'm breaking down boxes. <laughs> Sounds cool. <laughs> All right. Well, Jason, you can hear Jason break down the Green Bay Packers regularly on Wilde and Tausch, 9 to noon on ESPN Wisconsin. And you guys will be back uh, soon. Uh, Jason, thanks for uh, hopping on.
Yeah, and quick plug. Uh, we're doing a State of the Packers show at Summerfest. My, rumor has it that Strofe is playing point guard again, which means I will rarely get the ball. But we're going to be at Summerfest. <laughs> oh, come on. Summer. That's a cheap shot. That's an accurate shot, though. <laughs> no, it's I not. just wanted to. It's, it's not even true. I just wanted to see if he was still listening at this point. It's, um, it's 50 50 at best. Exactly. Next Saturday, we're going to be at Summerfest. There'll be stuff on social media for it, but I'm really looking forward to him and Gabe and I getting together and chopping it up on the Packers. If you crave all Packers all the time without sidetracking into cardboard boxes, that'll be the place to be. Perfect. Good Fantastic. Plug, Great Thank plug. you, Jason. That's that, He should have gotten right, WBA over you. That's Jason Wildey. This is Brother Hamilton. We're going to play Molly's game coming up next where Matt and I pick games against the spread brought to you by our good friend Molly Brown as she's the one that's going to come here and give us those games we're going to pick. This is Rutledge and Hamilton takeover of Wilding and Tausch presented by Coors Light. If you're listening to the Madison, we've been talking for the last about 40 seconds because Alex Strofe dropped the ball and brought us back a minute early. And as much as I love Rob Bass, I uh, didn't want to subject everyone for a full minute of listening. I think we've been off the air or something like that. So he is Matt Hamilton. I am Jim Rutledge. Molly Brown is joining us. And, Molly, you're going to tell us about the game that you're here to play with us in a second. But this is Rutledge and Hamilton. We're taking over for Wildy and Tausch. Got you for the next uh, 40 minutes or so, 36 minutes. Uh, we're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show, 844-770-3776. Uh, we're on YouTube, on Twitter, uh, all those great places you can stream the show. And, Molly, very green today. Very. This is like my new color. I don't know. It looks good. You look good. Right. It's very bright. Uh, it's good energy. Mm-hmm. You got Dusty Matt Hamilton in here. Yeah. And everyone thinks I'm wearing swim shorts today, I mean, but I am not. <laughs> they look like it. They do kind of look like swim shorts. But I'm fine. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Bad. I don't care if they're cool or not because it doesn't matter. I just exactly, like it. Exactly, and that makes it cool. No. Yes. All right, Molly. Uh, is golf cool? Uh, yes and no. What do you mean? Like, what? Just like objectively. Is golf cool? Like, I think I feel ridiculous. I like golfing. I'm not okay. saying it's bad. I'm not saying you're but nerd or bad yeah. for or dorky for playing it. I'm just saying it's not objectively cool. You put on an outfit, you got these clothes, and like you hit, take a stick, you hit the ball around. Like it's something fun to do, and you can enjoy it. Yeah. It's just objectively not a cool thing to do. Um, See, I think the outfits are cool. I do like the outfits. I yeah. do like the outfits for golf. Um, I think it's cool to like go play and go see it in person, but like watching on TV, no thanks. Okay, I'll pass. Okay. Yeah, I, there's, I no, there's no way you're catching me watching golf on TV. I will fall asleep instantly. Well, yeah, that's why, that's why you turn on I golf. Don't, I don't have, but, like, again, tell me you don't have kids without telling me you don't have kids. I don't have time to play golf, let alone I don't have time to be like, hey, fam, go do your thing. I'm just going to watch these randos play golf Who for a while. Who wants to nap with that? <laughs> uh, Let's they go w- into the, the rompus room and take a nap. Yeah, they're not going to do it. Like, it's not going to happen. Kids kids hate napping is the other secret there, Matt Hamilton. Old people like to nap. Yeah, I love Kids <laughs> hate I might nap. take a nap today. I you love You are naps. 100% taking a nap because you got up so early. Matt, you're, 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 right, you're taking a nap today, right? Most likely. Yes. Yeah. What time did you get up today? Seven? Well, for some dumb reason, I set my alarm for like 6.45. I have no idea why. <laughs> I don't know. I just want oh, you to be are ready. Or either, either you're napping or you're going to bed for the day like at 5 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might just shut her down before the sun goes down. We'll see. All right, Molly. Tell us what Molly's game is, and then uh, we will play. All right. So every Friday we play Molly's game where I give the guys some things to bet on, and then they're typically pretty bad. Sometimes they're good at it. Right. Then, <laughs> so it's all the things that they bet on during the weekend, and then we come back on whatever day that is, Wednesday. 
Wednesday this week? This week we come back on t- uh, Wednesday. Normally wow. we try to do it on we'll Tuesday. Yes, yeah. so we will come back the following week and declare a winner. So, Strofe? Do not. Oh. Yeah, there we go. I didn't know if he dropped the ball again or not. <laughs> I am looking Fair. for Molly. Just one first show. I've been searching everywhere and I can't seem <laughs> to find Molly. Molly. This Molly. is not that funny. With America's favorite producer, Molly, Molly Brown, Molly. on Rutledge and Hamilton. Molly. So, guys, July 4th on Tuesday, obviously, we have to talk about the hot dog eating contest. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Probably Jim's favorite contest. Oh. Yeah. First of uh, is all. Is that cool, Matt? <laughs> okay. I will say enjoy it. Being able to eat 65 or more hot dogs in a sitting is probably, I'm going to say that that's not cool. And no, I don't you know don't. if they enjoy it. But, Matt, you can't say that because your do definition you, is. Do you really think they enjoy it? Eating 70 hot dogs? Do you in think they eat 70 minutes? hot dogs just what? Cuz? I, I don't think they enjoy it. I think they do it because they're good at it. But it's enjoyable to be good at things. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's, that is cool. There you go. That is gross cool, but it's cool. First question right off the bat how many hot dogs do you think that each of you could consume? Oh. In 12 minutes in like the same time frame? Yeah, sure. It's One. only 12 minutes. That contest seems like it lasts forever, but okay. Very true. Because you just watch people eat hot dogs. He doesn't like hot dogs. It is a teensy bit repetitive, yes. Yeah. One. I think I could do nine. I, I was thinking God. the same number. Like it's one, not, but in 12 minutes, I can't do nine. I think I could do nine without in Without minutes, yeah. yakking. Uh, I but, could probably get about five. And the reason why I say one is that I don't want to eat more than no, one. No, I know. I know why you so say like, one. So that's why I'm like, it's not worth the squeeze. Eating okay. nine hot dogs sounds like my week is ruined. Fair. And you're going to have hot dog breath for days? Okay, hot dog breath. 500 bucks is on the line. The three of us are going. You think you could, would you do it for that? No. thousand. Like, how much money would it take for you to actually compete and try your best? And then what would your number be? Man. I still wouldn't win, so that's why. I mean, I wouldn't beat you guys. I wouldn't do, I mean, I wouldn't. I would go full on, like, dunking it, just like they do on God, <laughs> dunk gross. it in water and eat that soggy, gross thing. Yeah, no. I would. I think I could do nine, maybe ten. I don't like my chances in it, so there's really not a number. Okay. All right, so first thing for you guys to bet on, I want to know who's winning the men's competition. I think I know who you're all going to say, but I'm still going to give you the odds. Uh, Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut. <laughs> Joey Chestnut leading at minus 4,000. Oh Jeffrey Esper plus 1,200. $4,000 $4, to make 100. Yeah. Nick Wery, however you say that, plus 2,000. Stroke, what do you think? Who, who do you think? Yeah. I know. Minus 4,000? I'm taking Joey Chestnut. We're all taking Joey oh, Chestnut. Yeah, yeah. Same, like, like, for those odds, like, and with this sport, like, something catastrophic. Like, he has to choke or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, uh, like, it sounds like there's no good outcome when he doesn't win. He shows win. up with a stomach bug. <laughs> right. Like, there's no outcome that he doesn't win that isn't, like, tragic. <laughs> like, All right. Ready? Something bad would happen if he didn't win. Okay, here's the women's one. Uh, who's winning this one? Mickey Sudo. She's at minus 5,000. Wow. And Michelle Lesko is at plus 1,500. And I think last year, like, Mickey Sudo got, like, 40. And then the next closest was this Lesko girl, and she got... 20 something okay, well, like it was like you know my our insane. answer then i'll go with the favorite i actually yeah. did watch it you guys last year i'm not gonna lie like, <laughs> i did it was gross. uh i am also gonna yeah me we're, all, that. we're all taking favorites let's, okay now let's get some interesting ones okay over under 60 Here hot dogs for joey chestnut this year last year he had only 63 and i say only because in years past he's done like over 70 Jim, I'll, I'll go you over you got a number I'll yeah. go 65. Because I think we're all going to take the over. Okay. I'm going to go 67. 
I'll go lower. I'll, I'll, I'll do exactly what he did last year, 63. All right. Okay. Well, higher than the 60 line, but lower than you guys. Yeah. All right. How about for Mickey Sudo over under 42? Like I said last year, she mm. had 40. Matt, you I think it's a good hot dog year. I'm going to go over. We're going to say 45. Yeah, yeah. It's good. It's a grow, good growing season right now. What was your number? 45. I don't know what a hot dog season is. Jim? <laughs> a good hot dog season. Yeah, 44. <laughs> 39. Oh, oh, wow. She's dropping. Okay, how about total hot dogs consumed both men's and women's? That is no my last idea. one for how you guys. I have the math works out here. I need a calculator. Well, I... I'm trying to think what the actual number is. How many people compete? Well, I think it's 10 each, right? I think so. Oh, man. And if Joey Chestnut's going to take down. All right, Molly, I got a number for you. Yeah. 1,119 hot dogs will be consumed. Holy cow. Jim? Um, so there's 10. I feel like most people get It might be more than 10. That's why I went so high. Uh, I'm going to go with like 814. Um,. I feel like a lot of people are just not going to eat a lot. 900, exactly. That's a lot. So gross. That's nasty. It's a lot of hot dogs. Like, they literally, I was thinking this earlier, Joey Chestnut in, like, one of these competitions probably has eaten more hot dogs than I have in my entire life. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like, for example, like, we're camping all, like, it's not a, I don't think there's hot dog in the menu for the whole time we're camping. You have a menu? Well, you're kind of yeah. anti-hot dog, though. Yeah. But we have kids. They didn't ask for hot dogs. Like, they get involvement into the meals. Yeah. They, they, like, they were brats, and we're doing brats. But, are you going to do it over the fire, the brats? No, no. Oh. It's a long time to put brats over fire. Yeah. Yeah. Kids Better. are not patient. Yeah, right, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> that's are fair. s'mores on the menu? Every night. Okay. Yeah, s'mores are 100% on the menu. Yeah, okay, absolutely. Good. You'd have a problem then. Yeah. I don't think you'd be camping if you don't have s'mores. Yeah, no, pizza will be count. on the menu, though, too, because we're going over to Grafton. Uh, though, since we're out in Madison and in Milwaukee, uh, we're going over to Grafton, uh, Limekiln Park, to watch the fireworks over there because we're camping at Pike Lake over okay. in Hartford. So, over near my, closer to my family where I grew up. So, we will go see, we'll get some pizza with them, and then we'll go see the fireworks over at Limekiln Park, I think, Saturday. So, yeah. yeah we'll we'll so, there might not be s'mores on Saturday because that'll be a late night for the kids. There you go. Stop yelling at me, Alex Show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Hey. Should we be offended that Matt Hamilton seems to give 10 more craps for today's show than he normally does for our show, Rutledge and Hamilton, weekdays 2 to 4 on ESPN Madison? Yeah, I don't know what to make of that, Jimmy. Um... I could tell he was nervous this morning for whatever reason. Got like triple or quadruple the listeners. And then it's the morning show on a weekend where everybody's probably taking the day off to go and start their weekend early. Like, we've got a lot of listeners today. This is a this is a big moment for Rutledge and Hamilton. I was just trying to put my best foot forward. Like, you don't even go to Milwaukee, though. Like, <laughs> I don't know, I'll, I'll make it there every once in a while. I made a couple Bucks games. I'll go to a Brewer game or two this year. I've got a wedding. How many times? It is July. It is June thirtieth. Yes. How many times have you gone into the city of Milwaukee this year? Four. Four times. At this point. Four. Four. No. Four. Like what? Four. Oh, um, I did. I did our Central Standard. I can understand how that got confused. We went also, out there. That was on October, so that, that was last year. year. I said January till June. Mm. So that was 
last year. We did have a great show with our good friends at Central Standard. Had a blast out there. Oh, that might. I got to think the new year. I, I went to one Bucks game since the new year. Maybe I've only been there once this year. I have. That sounds about right. That tracks. This weekend, uh, Summerfest is going on. I've got a buddy who's got a bachelor party out there this weekend. I believe there's a beer festival as well going on. That's something that they wanted to. By the water? I have no idea where it's at. <laughs> is it called Summerfest? It's not Summerfest. There's an, there's an actual like beer tasting thing. Where? Oh, it's not this weekend. I thought it was this weekend. Uh, uh, what yeah. is going on? Sorry, I, I'm just. <laughs> I, I will be in Milwaukee later this year for a bachelor party. All right, executive decision. <laughs> the guys think they have <laughs> the answers you. to everything. Man doesn't even know his own personal schedule. Like I me. don't. So it's time <laughs> to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. All right, it is time to throw some stones here on the Rutledge and Hamilton takeover of Wildey and Tausch. Each and every day I scour the interwebs to figure out what the heck has happened. In the last 24 hours, I've got questions. Jim and Matt pretend they have answers. I'll score them throughout, and at the end we will crown a winner of Friday's edition of Throwing Stones. Fellas, I want to start with something that's brand new just up the road at Wisconsin football. Today is Squat Fest. According to our friend Jake Kokoraski from BadgerExtra.com, he, he tweets, quote, Here at Badger Squat Fest, it's hot, it's sweaty, it's loud. Mm-hmm. Matthew, my question to you is, what is the most meathead activity you have ever participated in as these ginormous linemen are just squatting as much as they can the Friday before the holiday weekend? Um, every, every so often with curling, we do a summer camp to kind of... Uh, Get back together near the end of the summer, get ready for the curling season, go through workouts and stuff. And basically, anytime you've got like team related workouts, like sometimes we, we did these things like relays where one guy would bike a loop, another guy would do like hill runs, another guy's running stairs, and the last guy's just got a normal run, and they add all your time together. Like that kind of thing when you're doing like a physical activity. Like especially in a weight room, and you're just like pumping each other up to try and compete harder. That is that's the most meathead situation I ever put myself in. Yeah, I would say that uh, like working out. Like I work out at Carb World Health here in Madison, and the workouts there, like they have a trainer there, and mm-hmm. they are in shape, and they are very much to your point. Every time I work out there, yeah. what's more more weight, bro? Yeah, okay, I'll take some more weight. All right, some more. You can do some more. All right, let's go. You can do some more. So one more, every, bro. Yeah, one more. And yeah. they're very nice and encouraging way, but it is very meathead. Yeah. Sort of like, yeah. So the whole time I'm doing this, it's like, oh man. And at the end, they're like, well, I got a nasty finisher for you. And like, so it definitely feels very meathead in a good way. But I would say anytime you're at the gym lifting weights, yeah. you're in prime meathead area. Yeah. How much can you squat, Alex Strofe? I have no idea. I don't, we don't really like traditionally squat a carbon, so I couldn't tell you either. No. Fair enough. Yeah. It's kind of an older thing, or, or I guess for football players. Packers offensive lineman Elton Jenkins earlier this week on NFL Network says he's excited to play with Jordan Love. His approach to the game, like when he first got in the league, you know, he wasn't our starter, but the way that he walked around the locker room, the way that he approached the game, you know, he always approached every game as a starter. So we know that he's going to be prepared and just ready to go on Sunday or whenever we play. So, um... And OTA has seen a lot of good things from Jordan, a lot of a lot of leadership. He stepped up as a leader a lot, so um, I'm very excited for his future and I'm ready to play with him. Is that encouraging or discouraging, Matt Hamilton? 
You know, especially coming from a guy on the other side of the ball, um, he's not hyping him up too much. He's saying, huh? Elton Jenkins? That's an offensive line oh, member, huh? I thought he was defensive. My fault. I think that him not necessarily pumping him up so much, he's not pumping him up so much that, uh, and like Jair Alexander saying it's best in the league, he's saying he's coming in with leadership skills. He's like gaining ownership of the locker room with his peers. That's a good sign. That seems real. That doesn't seem like this overhyped buzz. I think Alton Jenkins is being very sincere when he's saying he's excited to play with Jordan Love. I mean, I would call it a big nothing burger because, I mean, I hope to God that Jordan Love is showing up and trying to be a leader and working hard and doing all the things that Elton. I mean, he literally just said Jordan Love showed up and did all the things that you'd hope is the bare minimum for a quarterback to do on a football team. So what he sounds like to me is Jordan Love has been a professional from the day he arrived, right. which I would say, I guess, to play this game is encouraging, yeah. but it's more the if he hadn't said that, if he had said, well, Jordan had a lot of maturing to do, then it would be some major red flags. So it right. is a good first step that Jordan Love has shown up and been professional from the day he arrived. All right. Good answers by both of you. Well, good answer by one of you. Yeah. Not you. I was thinking, I would, no, I was thinking, Kenny Clark was in my head. <laughs> Not Elton Jenkins. Yeah, I can see that. They're like All right. names. Giant dudes. <laughs> Last show for us until July 5th. I want to know if you're anti or pro fireworks. Jimmy, <laughs> I, I imagine you have an opinion on this. Judgmental Jim. <sighs> Man, so here's the thing. I'm fine with like, I can take a leave fireworks. If I never see fireworks again in my life, I'll be fine. But... My kids love the fireworks. We went out our way to find the fireworks. Again, I mentioned it yesterday. We're going uh, to Lime Kiln Park in Grafton with my brother and family to go see them because uh, we'll be in that area this weekend. So we'll go. We'll have a fun time. Again, if I never go in my life ever again, because I went forever without seeing the fireworks before I had kids, it'd be fine. The problem I have is people lighting fireworks, and my understanding this is even a bigger issue in Milwaukee. People lighting fireworks off all the time. Like, it just left and right, different days, different times. Because, look... On a not-that-serious level, my dog freaks out and can't stand it and really gets, like, wrecked for them. So that's not great. But more importantly, like, there are people with PTSD and a million other things, so I don't love just shooting off fireworks, like, in your yard or, like, like, outside of, like, the 4th of July. I think you're kind of being incredibly selfish and rude because there's a lot of either people or animals or people who own those animals are affected pretty dramatically by the fireworks. So all for sanctioned fireworks, all for doing it on the 4th of July, but, like, on August 1st, shoot off fireworks, or February 19th, is just obnoxious. My birthday. Thanks, Jimmy. Um, Definitely knew that. I, <laughs> I was totally on purpose. I'm pro. I, Take that for I, I like fireworks. I definitely, like Jim said, I'm a big fan of the sanctioned ones because, you know, the little ground flares, that, that ain't nothing. I want to see the stuff, stuff that goes yeah. way up in the sky yeah. and blows up. That being said, Jimmy, I, I do take a slightly different stance on the fireworks, the home fireworks that you take. I think this is the only weekend. Like, okay, I said July Fourth. I'll give you the weekend. Like, not yeah. everybody, ha- yeah, not everybody can celebrate on the fourth. But like this weekend, this is the only time that should be allowed outside of this. I'll allow you the weekend. That's it's, fair. It's yeah. not my favorite because you're right. It's sometimes it's just like random. It's like a couple weeks ago, I heard some fireworks going off. I was like, "What are we doing here?" Right. Yes. So uh, yeah, and maybe I'll, Memorial Day. But yeah, I'll, give the, like, I'll give you the weekend. But definitely the the Fourth of July weekend is. Fair game. Yes. It is your American right to blow your own hand off yes. with fireworks over the 4th of July weekend. <laughs> Quickly, last Please one. Please don't do that, though. Quickly, don't do last that. one for you guys. New polls suggest that Green Bay Packers fans are the most welcoming fans in the National Football League. Is this a good thing or a bad thing, Jim? 
I mean, I'll say it's a good thing. I mean, these... Like, I think there's something, too, that the Green Bay Packer fan base really loves to identify themselves as being super, super nice, so then it's very convenient for a website to put out a site that's self-affirming to get people to click on it. But that aside, I mean, obviously it's a good thing to be welcoming. But I would maintain, I've been in a lot of different stadiums. There are many welcoming people. I'm almost never the fan of the the team I go to. There's many, many majority of welcoming people in every stadium you go to, and there is a small percentage of jerks. I've dealt with both everywhere, including Lambeau. But at the whole, I would say Packer fans in general, very welcoming. Yeah, uh, it's definitely a good thing, and I think the reason behind it might be a bad thing. Like, the fact that we're such a small market, you want to be welcoming because you want your players to enjoy playing here. If there's any sort of, like, they didn't want to play because they didn't think that the fans were welcoming, like, Green Bay itself isn't necessarily the place that's going to keep you. I know, but they're talking about welcoming the opposing fan bases, not players. Oh, they're talking. They're not talking about players. No, they're talking like the fan bases. Well, yeah, I mean, they're spending money in your town, of course. Green, like again, Green Bay is not a big place. We rely on tourism to be the 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 driver of Green Bay economy. So you need to bring in people for for that. So yeah, if you're mean to them and they don't want to come, you're going to lose out on a bunch of money. All right, typically I crown a winner. I think we can just skip that today. Yeah, now. we know who won. Yeah. I definitely took no, both of these need, out of context. We don't even need to say it. We don't even need to say it. Alton Jenkins is an offensive lineman. Thank you. We know who our winner is. Feel Good Friday is next, Jim. I feel good. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Down in the heart or hidden On Rutledge and Hamilton, we send you to the weekend with this song. We are in for Wildy and Tausch. We love some Whitney. Great way to head into a very long weekend because Matt and I are back on Wednesday in Madison. We are nominated, so if you are inclined for the rest of the day here to go to channel3000.com and vote for us, we are a finalist, and more than nominated, we are a finalist for Best Radio Team in Madison. Uh, give us a vote. Go to channel3000.com. You can vote for us there. you miss missing today's show, listen back, Wisconsin, the man, Apple, Spotify, any of those great places. And you can follow us at Jim and Matt as well, so hopefully uh, you, you give it a listen, give the podcast a listen. We like to have some fun. Talk some sports. We view ourselves like a sports comedy show is how <laughs> we try to, to have some fun. And during football season, when real things are going on, we talk a lot more sports than comedy. But right now, nothing's happening. But it is Friday, Matt Hamilton. I'm Jim Rutledge, Alex Stroh, Beyond the Glass. So that means it is time for Feel Good Friday here on Wilding and Taos. We're happy to take it over. Absolutely. And we are doing feel good stories from the week. I'm going to start it off, Jim. I think this is a pretty cool uh, story. Uh, the Bucks hired their first female assistant coach in franchise history, Sydney Dobner. She's been a part of the Bucks organization for five years. This being her sixth season, is now officially the uh, franchise's first female assistant coach in franchise history. Super cool for her. Uh, they've posted a video as well uh, on the Bucks Instagram. Shows her doing like shoot arounds with the team. Looks like they've got great chemistry and stuff. So happy for Sydney, happy for the Bucks for taking this, uh, you know, hiring a female, realizing that everybody has input in basketball and can uh, make a difference for your team. So I think that's an awesome story and good for the Bucks and good for Sydney. Joe, do you have a, a feel good out there for to throw out? Yeah, I'll just give one more shout out to the uh, second annual alumni shootout going on at Summerfest later today. Four universities in the state: UW Green Bay, UW Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Marquette, all raising money for charity, and it's a really uh, you know every every one of them supporting a really.
really good cause. So looking forward to watching that later today at Summerfest. Ben Brust, our teammate, which you usually hear weekdays 4 to 6 on these stations, uh, captaining that Wisconsin team in their uh, effort to raise money for guarding against cancer. So awesome cause, awesome uh, awesome event. Looking forward to being there later this afternoon. Yeah, that seems like an absolute uh, great one as well. I will say that uh, Feel Good Friday it is the uh, 4th of July coming up here, so everyone can celebrate independence. I think a, a lot of a lot of a lot of bad news today if you're following along uh, on social media and so a lot of bummer of news so I think all of us my recommendation check out uh, don't follow the dumpster fire that is the news today on social media or on the news turn off your phones turn off the news stations and hang out with your family and enjoy the 4th of July however you want to enjoy it I'll be camping over at uh, Pike Lake, so I'm excited to take the camper over there. I think it's the longest trip we've taken the camper on, so that'll be a little bit nerve-wracking. Wishes luck on that one. <laughs> but uh, uh, at Rutledge, as an idiot guy, did ask how many Coors Light will be consumed in the time that it'll take me to back the camper in. The last time when we were camping over at Governor Dodge last weekend, camper was just fine, or two weekends ago. Camper got in just fine. So hopefully, if you are new to the show... <laughs> My trip to Lake Geneva did not go well, but I think um, that was the first time we really had some true issues trying to park the camper. So I'm optimistic it'll be a good weekend. Matt, what are you doing for the 4th? I'm probably going to take the boat out. I'm going to spend some time on uh, Lake Wabisa, probably just chilling, enjoying some uh, delicious Coors Lights and enjoying the outdoors. Absolutely. And Strofe? Summerfest today, tomorrow. Anyone you're going to go see for music purposes? Yeah, I think I'm going to check. I think I'm going to bounce a little bit today. So, Lovely the Band and Earth, Wind, and Fire are, are yes. playing tonight. So, I think I'll check out both of them. What's stopping you from going if you're all excited? I, I would love to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. I've just, we've just got plans this afternoon. Uh, I got you. All right. Well, it's buddy's birthday. What's that? One of my good buddies' birthday. Happy birthday, Thomas. There you go. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton filling in for Wildey and Tausch. They're back next week, I would imagine, Wednesday for that. So they're back on Wednesday. Matt and I will be back on Wednesday. And so enjoy your extended week and stay safe. Keep your hands and enjoy some Coors Light. This has been Rutledge and Hamilton filling in for Wildey and Tausch. Have a great holiday.